This program is for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christofferson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Oh, hello. Welcome to Sunday's edition of the Weekend Edition. Oh, I like that. It almost rhymed, even though it was the same two words. That's not poetry, <laughs> is it? That doesn't make sense. Sally Clay's here. Let me press the right button. Oh, there we go. That worked. All right, my darlings, how's it going? It's the omnibus edition today, so you've got a long one, ain't you? Oh, it's the omnibus. I love an omnibus. I've not been in an omnibus for a long time. Do you, no. do you free travel on that? I think so, yeah. Okay. Why is an omnibus? Hang on, it's John. Hang on. Hang word. on. Hang oh, on. Sorry. Oh. Wait for your, wait oh, for sorry. your bit. Okay. Oh. God, we try and make this professional. Wall. Sorry. Do you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just in your house because of those patio doors. Well, get on with it. I'm here. He is here, right? You're officially here now, right? Thank and then you. Uh, there's also this guy, yeah. He's here, even though he said he was going to make a cup of tea. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Bye, I, Robin. I am in. Oh. Hang on, I need to say hello to Tim. Tim's here as well. Tim, are you alright? Hello, yeah, I'm. I'm I, I, I was fine, but. Some chaos going on here. Robin, don't make a cup of tea. I thought yeah. you were going to okay. be gone. Okay. What's Go happening? Are you making Talk the tea? amongst are you, yourselves. Are, you, are we coming with you for this cup of tea? What's going mini, on? Mini crisis. We've oh. started what is going to be an amazing show, I'm sure. Obviously. Um, and I haven't got a cup of tea. So, talk amongst yourselves. Sean's going to ask what Omnibus is all about. And I'll be back. I'll just You've got your liquid in. level indicator, Robin. Do you, know, oh. do, you know what do you know what I love about this? I love how we're doing this so casually, like we said we were going to do. Yes, it is. This, is so ca- this feels so casual. I've never this felt so harsh, nervous man. about yeah. someone making a cup of That's tea the before. the most formal, casual yourselves. I've ever heard. Go! You won't even notice that I've gone. Will be a cup of tea made as by Robin Christopherson, followed Dear by forty-four in the big bloody <laughs> house, <laughs> followed has by he, an introduction to Omnibus. <laughs> I'm, bye, 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 bye. Go make bye, the tea. I left. Bye. Is it casual or a casual tea? My goodness, just leave. Well, casual. Casual. Good, actually, that's good. Good. Casual. Hey, yeah, I think he yeah. deserves a tune for that, Stephen. Casual. Those combined was very much a Bill Clinton theme, I think. That, never mind. Anyway, yeah. I don't know why anyway, that came to mind. I just, I just watched this week a, a show called Impeachment, which I don't yes. know when it went out, but it, we, we, I recorded it, pff, I don't know, whenever it was on. And uh, it was on BBC Two over here, but I, get, I think it was on FX over in the States, Tim. I believe that's a TV channel. Yep. And... Um, uh, it was all about the, the. It wasn't so much, although it was about Monica Lewinsky. It was more about the impeachment itself and how it led up to. I didn't know half this stuff about the mm. whole Linda Tripp story and mm-hmm. how she basically befriended Monica Lewinsky. Mm. Betrayed. Oh, yeah. it was fascinating. Politics. Oh no, this yeah, wasn't politics. No, it wasn't politics. <laughs> it is politics. It's not politics. Well, it's no, turned it's, into politics. But it's it was all not about a politics. dress. Anyway, omnibus. It's all about a dress. Omnibus. Yeah, yeah, moving on from the dress. I just know. I just don't know what that is. I mean, I know it's the um, you know, like the double episode of Coronation Street. Uh, no, well, that's not. No, that's not an omnibus. Well, why is it then? <laughs> it's when you've got like it's like when you've got all your episodes of Emmerdale in a row yeah. on ITV on a Sunday. Oh, right, sorry, it's Emmerdale, not Coronation Street specifically. No, no, no. Coronation right, Street could also two, be a, an omnibus. Or is that an omni-tram if it's Coronation hey. Street? Hey, Thank wow. you. Yeah, well, that's thank you. it, yep, there we go, just checking in. That was a great the transition there, Sean. Hey! Oh, boy. Oh, what's going on with this? This is rubbish. Ladies and gentlemen, I shall be playing the part of Robin Christopherson. <laughs> wow. Has he, has he got that tea yet? <laughs> <laughs> Go get your tea, Governor. Come on. Uh, right, shall we talk about um, anything else other than whatever we're trying to talk about? Yes, um, please. Okay, let's get some emails because that's more important than email. email. We get email. We get your email every day. Even on a Sunday. 
my God. Oh, I need a cigarette. No, you don't. Is this going to be the reason that you end up smoking again? Is it? I'm so, actually, that's the thing. You moved away from cigarettes. We've put you back to the worst possible place. Yeah, yes. we have. Stephen, what a bad feeling. You and I have been his reason for cigarettes for years now. I know. I'm starting to realise that. Uh-huh. I'm starting to realise that. Uh, well, look, we did get a lot of emails in, but a lot of voicemails as well. Gordon has got in touch, Ooh. and uh, he has uh, something to say on uh, the Lazarillo app. Hi, Stephen. It's Blaine Gordon from Livingston here once again. You know, I feel as if I'm emailing you or calling you every other day just now. But honestly, your show is raising so many fantastic subjects. And I'm such an opinionated so-and-so um, that I really feel I need to get in touch to talk about the latest thing that you mentioned. The demo of the What Three Words app was very interesting. Uh, I have to say, I've not used it myself. And I'm not entirely convinced it solves that last 10 metres problem because it still seems to rely on GPS. So I'm not sure how it can get you to the precise location that you're looking for. I'll maybe give it a try though and we'll see how it goes. Uh, However, you mentioned Lazarillo. Now, I use that app an awful lot. Not as um, finding my way, not as a sat-nav app as such. I've got uh, Good Maps Outdoors, Google Maps and Apple Maps for that sort of thing. But where I find Lazarillo really comes into its own is if you're a passenger in a vehicle, you don't need to ask your driver, where are we? Or are we nearly there yet? Um, <laughs> what I do is I stick an airport in one ear, I open Lazarillo, and it provides a running commentary of exactly where we are, which streets we're passing. It mentions every junction as you go, every turn. It really is very, very good at keeping you up to date with where you are. You can also mark favourites on it and tell it to track them. Uh, This can be really handy if you're on a bus, for example, and waiting for your bus stop. I've not been on a bus since the pandemic started because I've turned into a bit of a hermit. But um, when I was on a bus, I would have Lazarillo uh, running. It would tell me where I was all the time and it would be tracking. I've set a marker on a roundabout close to my house. And when Lazarillo told me I was approaching that roundabout, I would know it's time to stand up, press the bell to alert the driver because my stop is the first one after that roundabout. Really terrific app for orientation when you're traveling as a passenger in a vehicle. And I thoroughly recommend it because it's so easy to use. You open the app and it starts exploration straight away. And uh, there's, there's no buttons to press. It just starts. It's absolutely brilliant and thoroughly recommend it. Although I would warn you, it does have a bit of a drain on the battery if you're going on a long journey. So maybe best to have a, a power bank with you just to keep your, uh, your phone topped up. Anyway, that's enough rambling from me. Um, Keep up the great work. Loving the show and uh, looking forward to the next episodes. Cheers. Thank you, Gordon. Really appreciate that. Um, Hope you enjoyed this trip. I wonder if if he's on an omnibus. Hey! (laughs) Hold very tight, please. Ting, ting. (laughs) Uh, You know, trolley buses. Remember those? I've used Lazarillo. I was searching for Lazarillo. Sorry, Tim. Uh, How do you spell that? Laz. Ah. Right, Stephen. Shut up. Oh, genuinely, I don't know how to spell it either. No, I know. It's L E Z. Yes. He doesn't know. A R. He doesn't know. I L L O. I think. I think. I'm really I've resisting had, singing I've had that this song. Before, about but, yeah, I was just going to say that. I, 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 I've had that app on my phone. Heck, it might still be on my phone somewhere for all I know. But. I downloaded it to try it, but I'd already been using BlindSquare before that. Yeah, me too. And because you just use what you know, I still use BlindSquare because it does exactly the same thing that Gordon was describing there. But either way, you can't go wrong with either app, Lazarillo or BlindSquare. I actually used BlindSquare on my recent uh, trip with my wife when we went, well, my wife and child when we went uh, to the cruise. Um, Whenever we'd be in an Uber or a taxi or, you know, just walking around when we worked on on the the ship. ship. I was going to no, say, could you, on the ship. On the ship. could you use it on the ship, though? Off the ship. No, on the you ship. Got taxi. You got a taxi <laughs> on the big, ship. Right? You would um. need um, beacons <laughs> on the ship. But no, when we were like on the way to the ship. A lot of people just ignore hits. me now. Oh, Great. Yeah, we're just, I, just pointless. Yeah, we just Stephen. ignore you, Stephen. Um, 
that's what it's come to. But yeah. no, like it, it works really nicely when I'm like, okay, we supposedly have 30 more minutes to the hotel or, you know, we got 10 minutes to this restaurant or whatever. Mm. I can open up one of those apps, you know, like Blind Square and know where we are, what we're passing. I do that here at home if, if we're driving somewhere. It, it allows me to understand what the landmarks are and where we're at and street crossings and things it like that. So, so helpful, isn't it? It is very helpful, yeah. What were we talking yeah. about? What did I miss? Oh, Lazarillo. <laughs> oh, Lazarillo. Yep. Lazarillo. Like it. How'd you spell it, Robin? L A Z A R I L L O. Lazarillo. See, told you. Told you. was correct. I was wrong. Robin said it nicely without all the back chat. There we are. Thank you. Gracias. That's just for me. Uh, I use it for trains when I'm uh, approaching yeah. stations to know where I am. That's really like useful it. as well. I use Blind Square for the same reason. So yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with Lazarillo, do you have to shake your phone? Because Blind Square, you look like a complete numpty shaking your phone. <laughs> no, you can as long as you've got the focus on the right thing. It'll uh, announce. You know, it'll count you down to stops and things. It's really Ooh, good. I'm definitely. Going I'm to sure try it does that. a lot more. Okay. Now then, <laughs> soundscape. Right. <laughs> I'm loving it. Loving yeah. it, loving it, loving it. I was it. waiting for somebody to bring this up, yeah. With Bose uh, frames. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Blind Square, why doesn't it have frame support? Because uh-huh. it used to have, right? <laughs> and let's, bear with me, bear okay. with me. <laughs> but I thought Blind Square, that would be great to, to use with the Bose frames, right? You can just turn around and it'll tell you what's in front of you. Amazing, that'd be fantastic. So I emailed the developer, and his name's gone out of my head, sadly. Uh, I emailed him and said, why don't you uh, look at putting in support for Bose frames? And he said, uh-huh. I did. The support was there, but now Bose have stopped, you know, discontinued that side of it, the Correct. AR side of it. Yeah, where have you been, Sean? He can't use it. Yeah, okay. I know I get that. So the APIs, they've pulled them. So why can Soundscape use it, but Blind Square can't? Because well, they uh, didn't... Oh, sorry. No, you're, well, you're going to say the same as me, aren't you? Is that they developed it first. They haven't taken it out. They haven't taken the feature away. So it still works. Even though the technology from Bose has ended and the project has ended, the technology still exists in those glasses. Well, so it still existed. It still no, it still existed in the Blind Square app. He did have support in there. But it was oh, taken wow. away. Well, in that case, then I go back to my previous answer, which was, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, he should reinstate it if he can, because AirPods three support spatial. So and so the Sony Link Buds, which are you know, but you know, if, <laughs> yes. if you like that kind of thing, then uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just I'm not I've not been out enough yet to to try these. I'm like Gordon, I'm a hermit. I don't like uh, the, the the shaky thing with those Bose frames. I'm not a fan of that. It was Every... a shaky thing. What are you talking about? You got well, shaky uh... glasses? Yeah. Yeah, to... Um, the first time you start up, it says connected to, calibrate. you need to calibrate. Yeah. Take the glasses off your head. I never do, so I'm there shaking my head around. Oh, my God, really? Doing yeah, Stevie Wonder? I, I'm not taking them off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing what they tell me. I do it on my face. Oh, my God, that must look absolutely ridiculous. And it takes, oh. it takes ten times longer, but uh, I, I'm winning. <laughs> Just remind me, we're not, we're not going for coffee with Sean, all right? No, if you're wearing those glasses, not. I'm sitting it's at a different right, table. We have to be well enough, Stephen, for us two to be well, that's coffee. that's true, yeah. Sean and... Need to, need to stop lurching from one disaster to the next <laughs> so we can get a cup of coffee. Talking um, about indoor or kind of in cruise navigation, can I um, put in a vote for covering Clue on a show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Clue as long as you come on and demo fab. it. Yeah. Yes, you need, you need, I will. Um, you need Kayaker to do that because he actually helped with the development. Of, uh, I think Did he? Testing and, I think it was testing and stuff of it, so you need to ask him. Just ask Stop him. Stop playing with that microphone, Sally. Oh, sorry, I can't help it. Sit, I'm up, sorry. sit up in bed, will you? Mm. Yeah, come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a, you're on a, you're on the internet here. This is slouching in bed. No nonsense What's the for that. With you? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Well done. <laughs> I, I, sorry, clue Clue was amazing, right? Because it it, it, that coming to stairs and the stairs yep. up, stairs down. I, I, how does it work? I have no idea. It's I really a, want to test that it, as well. Have a go. It's a mix of image recognition, video, real-time video uh, recognition, object recognition, and GPS. I don't know, but the marking of a start of a journey or a trip and the end of a, uh, a route i guess mm-hmm. it was a little bit convoluted right you had to put your device on a flat surface not da, anymore because yes. i was playing with and that it. was the yeah. thing that put, that put me off but i understand yeah. that that's changed yeah i was playing with it a couple of days ago and marching around my house 
in different directions and <laughs> didn't touch the sides. <laughs> Literally didn't touch the sides. It was that accurate. What? It's a big house. That's East a big house. West Wing. <laughs> yeah, I went dungeon. from the West Wing to the dungeon. East Wing. You guys the have no idea home. how humble my abode is. But anyway, um, so yeah, it is really good. We will cover it. But anyone with a phone, you don't need LiDAR or anything like that. Just download CLEW. It's I'm free. And give it a test drive. You'll be. Well, we're going to do. Really we're going to do. A, we should do a demo, right? Because yeah, I, there's a few things. There's a few apps. I think we should all get together on, yeah, and maybe I we'll do this so. as a special episode where we'll get together. Because yeah. I'm thinking about like we did a whole thing on um, the show and tell feature on the Amazon Echo this week. Thanks to listener Peter Taylor who got in touch and actually sent in a demo of that. And it's a really interesting listen. But there's so many apps that can do the same, and I am going to announce here that following Friday's episode of our show where I spoke to David Woodbridge from Vision Australia about the Samsung Z Flip 3 and also the uh, Galaxy Watch 4. I'm now the proud owner of a Z Flip 3. <clears throat> of course you are. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. oh do you know, I, I said in the episode, I was like, nah, I'm kind of keen on it. And by, of course, the time the episode had gone out, I was like, I'm buying this. Um, so, yeah, I got it on the next day and uh, it's here. And just so weird. It's a cute little phone. It's so... It's so, t- it's so <laughs> tiny. Stephen. It's so, t- oh, hang on, it's so tiny, yet it's so big. I don't, it makes yeah. no sense. It's like the TARDIS. It is. Ah, you knew <gasps> that reference, well done. He did. I did, I was actually that, knew that, that one. That wasn't yeah. Star Wars, was it, Stephen? I'm impressed. That's uh, Dr. Dr. Harriet or something, wasn't it? Dr. <laughs> Dr. Finley's casebook. Dr. Finley, but- yeah, that's right. <laughs> I believe, Stephen, that this is a Android phone. <gasps> yes, it is. Um, and well, I have to say, that's going to end up in the drawer. <laughs> well, you see, with that, all the other ones. Can I just say? I mean, I, I, well, I know. I mean, I am a bit of a collector, a bit of a um, a hoarder. A connoisseur is a, a word I prefer. Um, but no, it's a lovely device, and you know, the I honestly did not think I would like this, but I'm really liking the style of it. I love the fact that it's. I mean, the simplest thing about this I love, and it sounds crazy, but the simplest thing I love about it so far, when you get a call. You open it up and you take the call. I mean, you're done with the call. Oh, yes. You slam it shut. Yes. Oh, there is something about that. Very satisfying. Very retro. Futuristic, I would say. (laughs) I mean, it's not not the the biggest selling point, I don't think. I mean, I'll be honest, there's a few things that irritate me already, for example, like. It's running Android. (laughs) That's that's a definite downside. But I mean, actually, the Android setup process, and, you know, I did the right thing, I turned the screen off at the start because I thought I'm not even trying to see this because well you know that's that, that's the right way to do it mm-hmm. it did make it a bit easier I think in some ways and because you know the problem is if you're trying to see the screen even though you can't really read what's on it you're, you're noticing the focus move around and you're thinking why is that moving and it's not talking and you, you end up focused on that and not what's actually going on so if you turn the screen off obviously that goes away but I did manage to get it set up the one thing that irritates me though is that the this Bixby assistant I wish you could just switch oh. out for something like Google, even Lady A, but I'd probably even rather just have Google Assistant. You can't change it without downloading some weird application from some dodgy website you know, that lets you download an APK file and then you install this and then it installs some weird app and then that weird app takes over and you remap <laughs> the button from... It's like, I, I mean, I thought this was meant to be like super customizable. And everyone, because everyone always says, oh, Android's great because you can customize anything. You can change anything. It's all so easily. Yeah, if you've got an engineering degree. Well, so, that's the kind of so people far, that use Android. Well the, thing, well, the thing is that, I mean, you know, Bixby <laughs> is the Samsung assistant, right? And I get that. But you should, really should, and you do weirdly have the choice to change it to Google. It just doesn't do anything. When you hold in the button, it doesn't do anything. You have to really spend some time getting HEY City, or HEY Google, I should say, to work. Um, which I find quite annoying, to be honest. So, yeah, but we'll, I'll figure that out. But, I mean, it's early days, obviously. But so far, downloading apps onto it, getting stuff on there, you know, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's swift. Um, there's some really nice functions to it. There's a heck of a lot of accessibility functions since the last time I really took a look into not just TalkBack, but overall accessibility. So plenty to talk about. And um, I'm going to use it as a second phone. So there. Fun. Fun. <laughs> Thank you. Drinking game. (laughs) Felix writes in, he says, Dear Stephen, and I guess everybody else as well. Oh, sorry. Um, I really enjoy the Blind Guy Talks Tech podcast. I just wish I had found the show early on when it was still Tech Talk. Well, you know, I I can say this. I think I can legally say this. They haven't deleted it yet. 
he could go and listen to all the 400 episodes that are there if you <laughs> really wanted it to. Download your podcast yeah. catcher. Yeah, get it to your podcast catcher because, you know, who knows? It might Eventually. take it away one day, you know? You never know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go catch it now. Go listen to Nonsense from the Past. Um, <laughs> As opposed to Nonsense <laughs> from, from today. Present yeah. day nonsense. Present day nonsense. Uh, he says, uh, you and the guys uh, have become a big part of my daily routine. With each new episode, I find that I end up learning something new. On the recent weekend editions, you and the rest of the team shared your experience with different factors of being visually impaired. So I thought I would share mine. My very first experience of dealing with the public was when I was taking mobility training at college. Once in the village, I was asked to make my way to a specific road. Once reaching this road, I should ask for help from the public to cross it. So I found the road and saw someone not too far from me. At this point, I thought it would have been important to mention that uh, I did have some useful vision, if not much. I asked help from this lady, who also had a child in a pushchair. I got no response. She then proceeded to improperly cross this busy road, putting her and her child in possible danger, as traffic comes from three different directions, including behind her. This was a shock, as I had never heard of this from any of my friends or anyone else, and a discussion with my instructor later revealed that they had never experienced this with other students. My second story comes from when I was travelling on the underground. Another passenger on seeing my cane asked me if they can pray for me as I can't see very well. Oh, I have been <laughs> prayed for that. so much. Me too. Don't you just love the prayers? Yeah. <laughs> um, although I am, I, I was a little taken aback. I responded by thanking them for the offer, but I was happy the way things were. Um, <laughs> as someone who identifies as religious, I was not offended. I just took this as an opportunity to educate this person as it might be possible that they might have not come across someone like me before that's a very good point i think that's the that is the point ultimately that i try to to make uh, is that you know we can't assume that everybody knows everything about everything because you know i don't know everything about everything uh exactly so why would we assume others do um but you know there are these examples i i should also say i meant to say this last week i don't know if any of you have been in this situation yet um or ever i was taken to lourdes as a child oh were you I, I, spoiler alert, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I was going to say, how did that work out? Yeah. How did that go then? I progressed a lot faster otherwise. Who knows? Or, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it him, do you know what Lord is? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I wondered if in America people knew. You know, when I was in... Uh, <laughs> do you, do you, have you ever heard... There's this place called France. Yeah, this oh, place called France yeah, where a, no, a famous... You know, a famous Catholic saint is is to have had a miracle. Yeah, I actually went to St. Bernadette Elementary School, so... Oh, there you oh, go. Right. Okay. So I, I was just making sure that we've covered I went things. as a kid, right? I a went movie. as a kid. Yeah. Um, Can I just say, a... Sal, have you dropped your mic? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she, you need the... the You're your, far away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that better? Oh, See, the on. problem is we were going to get Sal a, a mic arm, but the problem is she's lying in bed, so that's not going to work for her. That's... Yeah. She no, needs but a, I won't be lying in bed next time. A mic arm pillow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that. I think I... We we used to call them headsets in the old days. We'll get your headsets. Hang on a minute, it's grouped. Let me just... um... Oh, dear. Right, you get comfortable there, Sam. We'll we'll wait. How's that? We're happy to wait. Uh, Perfect. That's beautiful. Oh, great. I can actually lie down. I'm actually lying down now. Oh, this is beautiful. Much better, too, yeah. Sundays with Sal. (laughs) Right, anyway, (laughs) moving on. That's a new podcast coming soon. No, Uh, it isn't. So you went to Lourdes. So I went to Lourdes. And uh, as a kid, and I was told that, and, and of course it was the typical, you know, I have to say this is so, um, would be 1986, yeah, 96, 97, something like that. And um, it was so 80s in some respects because every disabled kid was there. There was, you know, busloads of us brought in. Mm-hmm. And every, I mean, every kid, <laughs> including kids who were like paraplegic, who couldn't move at all, they were being dragged out of their wheelchairs and dunked in water oh to, gosh. you know, cure them. I mean, we actually think about it. I mean, look, I'm not a religious person. And if you are religious, and I know it's Sunday, and I apologise. But look, let's be honest, this is just a lot of garbage, right? And, you know, this nonsense of being, you know, taken to this place and somehow it's going to, you know, solve all our problems. It's a lovely idea in theory, but I'll be honest, I can get a bath at home and at least the, at least the <laughs> one at home is warm. <laughs> well, that's one I mean, way you're dunked, it. right? I mean, you're properly dunked. They grab you like one, four people. Arms, legs, and then poof, right into this water. And this is supposed to heal you, is it? Of your cleanse you of your sight loss? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking. Okay, look, as as, as a visually impaired kid, okay, whatever. It's an interesting experience. But you know, if you're putting a kid in there who can barely breathe as it is, dunking them in water is probably not the best solution to this. It's not really going to help them long term. 
So mm. I think there's smarter ways to do it, i.e. not doing any of that. But anyway, that was but an you, aside. So you went to Lourdes? But I did. I went there yeah. and it was... It was um, and, it, and it was really effective, clearly. And it made a, it made a real impact on me, yeah. Mm. But I've heard that it's actually just an excuse to get drunk. That all the kids go in hip flask. Well, in fairness, I, I was only about five or six. I mean, oh, you know, right. I you wasn't really into. Wasn't it? I mean, I, I was. I am Scottish, granted, but I wasn't really into my alcohol at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I never got that. I never got actually any of that. You know, because I'm not from a religious family, so I didn't. I never got the the faith healing. I missed out on a really good experience. It's appalling. I hate that stuff. I'm it sorry. It's horrible, it's, isn't it? It's, it is. I think it's so It's cruel. so demeaning. It's so demeaning. I mean, yeah. it, and it actually, you, you don't realise at the time because you're a kid, right? You just think it's a lot of nonsense. It's about, it is a lot of nonsense to a kid. It's giving it's just a bit hope. of fun. That's what it's doing. It's <laughs> never worked for anyone ever. Yeah. Sorry. And, and, no, I mean, I, I, I get so frustrated by it because I think, you know, people are taken there on this idea that it's going to make a difference. And the problem is it does perpetrate this this myth that, you know, we can be fixed and that we've been, you know, that it's such a weird story when you think about it because on one hand, if if God took the sight away, why would he be the one to give it back? It doesn't make it, sense to me. Well, it doesn't make it, but none of it makes sense because if you even from any point of view, you can't regrow a retina. You just can't well, not do by that. dunking it in water. No, exactly. I mean, you might be able to do it with stem cell research, whatever. But sure, surely it's exactly. about you know God. If if you're going to go down that path, surely it's about God giving us the tools to make these things possible, rather than trying to dunk people. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. I don't. I, yeah. I don't understand. Wise words of Willy Wonka, because it always goes back to Willy Wonka. <laughs> if God had intended us to walk, he wouldn't have invented roller skates. Anyway, moving on. Very, very good point. Very profound. Very, very profound. On a, on a Sunday as well, Tim. That ah, is beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Whatever gives you comfort, go with it. Anyway, back to smart speakers. Sing that jingle. <laughs> you know, so save you from having to you try and what? find the button. I'm going to do this casually, but I'm going to go get a cup of tea. Quite right. Quite Thank right. Thank you very much. You go Bye for fine. it. You go, girl. I'm um, enjoying so, my. We're talking about that. bucket of sight. I'm enjoying my bucket of tea. Yeah. How big is your mug? Is it, are we talking Sports Direct here or are we talking Bone China? What are we talking? Um, yeah, so Sports Direct plus. Plus? But not without the thick, you know, um, Walls. Pot, pottery and thick handle. Yeah, no, Ooh, it's a bit classier. Wow, cool. A bit classier, but definitely max. Now, sorry, Tim, I should explain that the, the Sports Direct mug is, is a bit of a kind of running joke in this country because people can buy these mugs from a shop called Sports Direct mm. and really... It's not the thing you go to Sports Direct to no, buy. It <laughs> it's not. It's such a, a, a thing that is not in keeping with Sports Direct at all because it's a sports shop, right? You buy shoes, you buy... Now you have a workout lifting it up. Well, you certainly do. <laughs> I mean, this is a big mug. It is huge. Like a pint. But I think because you're not even, using your ember mug. Well, they, well they, that's a good question. Robin, <laughs> Tea doesn't an, last long yourself. enough to get cool in my, well, I guess my vicinity. <laughs> well, my, I, my, remember that new one I bought, the Glowstone one? Yeah, which is yeah. the the glowstone ceramic, and it's a beautiful mug, um, and it holds enough coffee, and it's lovely. But I don't know. I think there's something about that heating process, which actually does some damage taste. to the coffee. It does. It changes the taste. It's the same with ember, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, it's I, kind I, of I went off it for that. Yeah, that's why I like uh, filter coffee rather than uh, cafetiere, because that just that little bit longer, it it kind of stewing in its own juices, mm. whereas filter just goes through the coffee pretty quick. So yeah. You're going to get one of these, Sal? You're going to get one of these smart mugs? You heard of these? Well, I have, but um, I only drink hot Ribena. So hot Ribena? I'm very strange. I actually got told off yesterday for, for my taste in uh, hot beverages. Wow. <laughs> Is it the sugar-free? Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, actually, to be fair, I just drink Robinson's. Like, whatever, you know, it's blackcurrant juice. It's not actually specifically Ribena. It just needs to be blackcurrant juice. So it can be no added sugar at all. Mm -hmm. I can just use it. Get a bit but of a spark Let me, let me read through some of these emails because Felix yeah, continues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I currently please. have a uh, Lady A third edition. I use it for most things, but I'm sure I'm not scratching the surface on this. I remember possibly four or more years ago, the Gadget Show team put Lady A, Lady G and Lady S to a test. The test was for each assistant to answer a simple GCSE English question. Lady S failed in a terrible way. She would also she would always answer with, I have found the answer. It is displayed on your iPhone rather than just tell you the answer. 
Next to fail was Lady A, although interestingly, three out of the five answers were always direct. The rest were read as follows. According to Wikipedia, the answer I have found is this. Finally, Lady G was able to give a direct answer every time, making her the winner of the test. In the same test, the Lady S speaker won the test for sound quality. Finally, Lady S on the speaker didn't have much in the way of skills with the speaker. Other than connecting to music services and controlling your home, Lady G does actually come with skills, but they are accessed differently. Say, for example, what can I do? Or Google, I would like to play a game. Then you get to choose. Lady G has a song quiz, just like with Lady A. So you just say open song quiz and the game works the same way. Um, it is interesting because, you know, these assistants, they, Google is the one you would expect to have the right answers to all the big questions because it's Google, right? That's its right. thing. So you would expect that. Uh, when it comes to Lady A, I think that you just get more capability overall. With Siri, there seems to be less skill capability. But, you know, for, for those of us, and, you know, I go back to Greg's voicemail from last week. And it was very interesting because what Greg said was that, you know, Lady S, for him, you know, does everything it needs to be doing. He doesn't use a lot of the skills. He doesn't use any of the extra stuff. And I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't play games. I'm not really that interested in all the extra stuff. It doesn't, I mean, smart stuff, yes, but then I can do all that through Lady S anyway and through HomeKit. And there's benefits to that because I get control over my Mac. I get control over my iPhone through the iPad and through the Apple TV as well. So I actually can open up my entire home with Lady S as opposed to uh, Google or even Lady A. So I'm seeing the benefits of it. I haven't decided to to make the, the, the jump yet. I've been too busy mucking around with other stuff this week and, you know, not try, and trying to breathe at the same time. Um, that always helps. <laughs> it does help, it does. Uh, so I'm, I am do, going oh, sorry, to, can Lady um, S not do that for you? Breathe, yeah, yeah, well, probably. I think my watch tells Just me to Alex. do it all the time. Just yeah. Alex. <laughs> Alex, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Alex. Alex, yeah. Um, no, I think that's the point, Stephen, is that if, you, if you're an audiophile who wants that quality and you're not into or not using skills or other, you know, apps, games, et cetera, you know, with your smart speaker, I think that uh, Lady S, as it were, I, th I think that is a great speaker to go with if that's your use case. If you are someone who wants to use skills and plays games and, and, and have all that extra ability and you're you know willing to say you know what i'm not an audiophile to such you know degree that i need it to be this certain sound quality you know the other two are fine you know i mean really they are the not like the echo or the google are are bad audio wise no. um you know the, the home pod is a little better but they're not bad in comparison but it it does just depend on what you're looking for I think when you stereo pair them, it really does change the game. If you have two Echoes, yeah. Echo Dots, yes, but certainly Echo, um, well, actually, I mean, yeah, Echo Dots in fairness, but even the Echo fourth gens that are the slightly bigger ones with the hubs built in, you stereo pair those, that's a really good sound off those, really is, good yeah. sound. And, you know, the same with the HomePods. I think that the HomePods do bring a bit more brightness to the music. They are definitely better speakers inside. Well, I, I don't and, doubt that. But And to be fair, that's what Apple designed them for. If we exactly. remember, we had this conversation way, way back that Apple was designing the HomePod really, I think, just as or right before the Echoes were being released. And so they were designing them as a speaker first, not as an assistant, not as anything else. They were designing them as an actual audio playing device as a speaker and then of course echo came out and google assistant came out and it's it's like oh wow okay we we missed the boat on this making siri do more than it could have done and and unfortunately in, in the past you know they've not caught it up yet with skills and things but it was designed to be an an audio speaker that's what its whole point was to be um and i think sometimes that is forgotten that it wasn't designed to be a smart you know, helpful assistant of a speaker from the beginning. That I mean, was the HomePod Minis, the HomePod Minis are, are gorgeous, right? They're lovely speakers, yeah. but I'm so glad I got my original HomePods. I've got two of them, and I'm so glad I got them because I, I, the sound of those is just incredible. Brilliant speakers. I mean, I even I put them up against my Sonos Play 5s, and yes, they're good. Don't get me wrong. The Sonos Play 5s are incredible speakers, and Sonos generally is probably the best I've heard, truth be told. But... It's the smarts side of it. And if you just want the all-in-one, you know, having Lady S in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to spending more time with Lady S over the next couple of weeks and, uh, oh. you know, just 
just see how it goes. Yes. Hi, what Sean. have I walked back into? La- Lady S is now in my life. Um, Lady <laughs> A is taking that, a break. You know? yeah. <laughs> she's she's cool not... with it. We're poly polyagonal or whatever they say these days. She, she, start, she begins to not feel <laughs> well. Like you're sexual. already moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I want to briefly mention from Felix's email about Reaper. Um, because he says, I recently switched from Adobe Edition after I was unable to trust it after a recording for a podcast went wrong. Uh, I would use virtual audio cables on the PC to take the Sound 2 Edition. On the file was a very audible crackle that was not there on my monitor, so I didn't notice it until after recording and in the editing process. After this, I had to find a new piece of software and fast. I chose Reaper as it's a non-destructive editor, meaning that any edits made were not final until rendering or mixdown is created. Even if you were to edit a song, the original file used is not altered. Put basically in Audition, SoundForge, Goldwave and others, if not careful, the original file can be changed with the changes irreversible. With Reaper, most things can be undone before rendering or a new file or the project is created. Uh, Reaper can be used to create newly written music, podcasts, jingles, or in my case, I use Reaper for creating me a virtual sound card. This means I now have three sound cards. The Reaper one is able to send a sound wherever I want. In a podcast environment, I could have a guest on Teams, Zoom, and Team Talk. Everyone would be able to hear and respond to each other in real time as well as hear and respond to me. Confused? Well, don't worry. Once set up and it's done, it's very easy to use. Additionally, all those guests could be able to hear anything that I could also send from media or from YouTube, for example. No need for a hardware mixer. This is my current setup for my computer that I use for podcasting. I'm happy to come on and explain it if needed. Finally, it is true that Reaper is £60. However, you do get a a 30-day trial that doesn't cost, and, and, and sorry, that does not expire. The creators feel that blocking you from the program would be unfair. So you get a reminder every time you open it, but that can be dismissed. Finally, congratulations on a new record of two hours and 10 minutes <laughs> on Sunday's episode just gone. Keep up the good work, Felix. And Felix continues his thoughts by voicemail because, you know, an email's never enough. Try that one. Hi there, this is uh, Felix again. Uh, just sent a really long email. And I forgot to mention this because I know someone asked the question in the Sunday edition of the uh, Blind Guy Talks Tech podcast. Um, so the virtual desktops are useful in the following ways. Some people use them when they're broadcasting on air. Uh, you can have um, you can have your emails in one virtual desktop. You can have your broadcasting software in another. And let's say you wanted to have uh, any you know any notes or show notes you wanted to you know, go through to remind you of any random facts or figures or anything like that you want to say on air. Uh, that's how some people use them. This feature came into use, or at least became available to us in uh, Windows 10. So Windows 8.1 and earlier, this is this feature is not available. Uh, it's quite useful. Um, personally, I don't use it, but I just thought, yeah, it, it, as far as let you know that it came in in Windows 10. Keep up the good work. And, uh, yeah, apologies for my really long email. Um, there was just so much you guys covered, and I just wanted to comment on all of it. So uh, thanks once again. And if you do want to use this, it's fine. If not, because it's a really short message, that's also fine too. This is Felix once again. Keep up the good work, and love you guys. See you later. Loving you, Felix. Aww. Thank you so much. Mr. Once again, thank you so much, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rebecca writes in, It is hard for me to sympathise with sighted drivers when it comes to gas prices in some ways. Yes, I understand that everyone is impacted because we need transportation to get food to the grocery store and buy food for ourselves, even if it means having someone deliver it to us. Those of us who can't drive faced higher costs long before the gas price crisis. Uber and Lyft are wonderful services, but they are expensive. Some areas of the US have limited bus systems and few sidewalks. I wish we had city planners and policymakers who placed more emphasis on pedestrian-friendly cities. If more of us could walk to work, we would be healthier, live longer and save a lot of money on gas. As a society, we are too dependent on the comforts and conveniences of cars. I think this has led to all sorts of unintended consequences, like less physical activity. Unfortunately, I'm guilty of sitting around all day and not exercising enough. Those are, by the way, Rebecca's words, not mine. Because um, <laughs> I, too, uh, echo that. Um yeah, and I, without rehashing all that conversation again, I think you know you're absolutely right, Rebecca. That you know that there is, I think there's a definite problem in America versus the UK. I think the UK certainly has a bit more, well, at least in cities and even some of the, the suburban areas. Although I will say, 
where I live, the bus service is, is beyond shocking. Um, it you exists. You live in the middle of nowhere. Well, you know, but the thing is, it's got a bus service and it's less and less used. Well, I don't know if it's even less used, but it seems to be less available. You know, there's a town five minutes from me that if I was to get the bus there, to get the bus back, I'd have to wait four hours, wow. which is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's a five-minute journey and the towns are connected by this own, this one and only bus. But for some reason, there's a four-hour gap between the time. In fact, on one occasion, and, and they changed this to the four hours after it being 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm guessing the argument being that there's no call for it. They don't get enough customers. But they get subsidised. In, in this country, bus services are subsidised. As they should be. So that should, service should be there every Absolutely. 30 Unless those Sorry. subsidies are getting less and less, I don't well, know. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Or it's all going in someone's pocket, more to the point. Anyway... Can I, oh. Well, thank you. Talking about um, a sedentary <laughs> lifestyle. Kind. And, um, you know, I think I might have said this before, but they say sitting is the new smoking um, from a kind of a health deficit is point it? of view. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> but, I mean, Sean's pacing. Sean's doing a lot of pacing at the moment. <laughs> That's really good. Saving his life. Yeah. But um, for somebody who does. Sit, sit at her desk eight hours a day. I, do you know my, um, and this is kind of following on from your um, standing desk episode with David. Um, my solution is, yeah, okay. <laughs> my solution is a little bit more low tech and a little bit more affordable. Two desks, it's, one sitting on top of the other. No, it's taking my keyboard, um, building, a, I mean, admittedly, this was kind of a, a, a built solution, but there are, you know, little footstools and stuff available. I just built a little um, piece of wood that goes under my keyboard and has got two legs on it, exactly the right height for me, 24 centimetres high. Two and legs. then I stand up, whack my keyboard on it, and I type standing up. But hang on, how does it stand on two legs? You look like Jean-Michel Jarre. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's just basically a bit of wood going across and two bits going down. Yeah. And when I'm not using it, oh, I, I put it under my desk and I put my feet on it. That's Yay. Oh, wow. Oh, well, yeah. that's, that's quite amazing. Just get some well cardboard done. boxes and kind of like stick them on the desk. Yeah, you could do that if you get... But then they have to be really <laughs> substantial because as you're hammering on your keyboard, you don't want it to have any flex or no, wobble. Right. Now, yeah. do, you, do you sit on a chair or a, uh, what's it called, a yoga ball? I have gone through a period mm. of sitting on an exercise ball. It yeah. is true. Mm. But uh, the problem there is yes. it's so massive you can't put it under your desk <laughs> when you're not sitting imagine on it. you're like a little kid bouncing around in oh, your no, that's what hopper. I'd be doing on the yoga hobby. ball. Yeah. If it had horns, that'd be brilliant. Oh, I'd be, I'd be yeah, terrified of like burst. Hopper. I, I, I know if it was me, it would just burst. <sighs> Very good. Anyway. anyway email from Greg. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Hello, Stephen. You read an email from me on your weekend show last week, which I thought was lost as I had an undeliverable message on that email. I sent another email later with much of the same point about note takers. Yeah, I know. Um, I really appreciate your response <laughs> to that email. Uh, for the first time, I feel like you really understand my point of view about specialist tech. Well, there you go. See, I make people happy everywhere I go. Uh, this only took six years or so. It's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. uh, if Sally is interested in sharing her music, I am very interested in hearing it, says oh, Greg. Okay. I, I actually went to my Audio Boom site the other day and it, it's all been taken down. So I need to collate oh. all the music that I've got. I, I searched for you as well, so and I couldn't find you. I know. I need to, co I need I to collate sad. all the things from my fan club. Well, Greg really says, uh, Sally is an excellent addition to your excellent programming. Thank you so much. Oh, so oh thank you, you, Greg. Well Thanks, I, I Greg. was thinking the other day as well, he did mention, you know, what is the pun with peak performance on the Apple event we just had? Yeah. And we didn't answer it, and I don't know what it is either. Well, it was, it was have a look at the next level of performance. Peak, P-E-E-K, not P-A-A-K. What? So, peaking, so the pun was, we're going to peak at the next level of performance. Yeah. Well, yes. that's awful. I Apple. know, that's the point in puns. They were always awful. No, no. Uh, okay, all right. It's like the right, ultimate whatever. dad joke. No, I don't I get it. Um, okay, let's get another... Uh, we've got another voicemail from Greg this week. Now, you remember he got in touch last week about Siri? Greg of the uh, Golden Voice. Yes, well, Greg has got back in touch again. He's still not happy no. with me. <laughs> Hello, Stephen, and the weekend edition of Blind Guy Talks Tech Gang. Uh, this is Greg from Phoenix, and last week you played a voicemail that I sent you 
about smart speakers. You'll recall that I was disappointed that you were not including Siri and HomeKit in your discussions. And so you played my recording and you had some comments that I thought were fair afterwards. And I was thinking, this is good. But then I heard this. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit BlindGuyTalksTech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for... <gasps> hmm. Do you think something might be missing from that? <laughs> Go on, Greg. Uh, you think maybe you might be discriminating against my Lady Siri? I don't know. <sighs> I hope you'll uh, take care of that and... You mentioned uh, having me on the podcast sometimes. I'd be happy to, and I'll come and tell you all the great things about Siri and HomeKit. Thanks. You all do a great job. Love your show. Just thought I'd have a little fun. <laughs> See you later. Aww. He's giving you a right royal telling well, off there. Good. Bang yeah. to right. Come on, Greg. Yeah, all right, all tell right. Him, Greg. <sighs> Fine. Sing it, sister. Come Get on. Get those lines <laughs> redone. I know, you know, here we go. I guess it's going to cost a fortune. This, this Rob is Rob is going to be uh, getting his bathroom done. See, the next the next one's just going to be from your favorite podcaster or favorite smart speaker. And exactly. In fact, you know what? I kind of like that idea. Let's just do that. Yeah. yeah. Cover them If you all. have a smart speaker, ask it to play this podcast. Yeah. And if it says no, buy another one. There you go. Problem solved. Great oh. voice, Greg. By the way. No, wonderful. Yeah, I love his voice. Face. Yeah. I told you, Greg is the golden voice. He's yeah. got a great voice. I used, a, that, I used to be that. I used to be that guy. I used to be the, uh, the golden yeah. voice around yeah, here. Yeah, now it's kind of gone on an off shade of yellow, Stephen, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit like everything else. Um, <laughs> right. Email from Neil, who says, uh, fit like, Stephen. That's a Scottish reference, by the way, which I can understand. No one else will, but that's fine. Even I don't um, get that. You've not been in Scotland long enough, you see. I've only been here 14 years. <laughs> so that's how long have I got to be here? So. No, you're not a local yet. Um, I have followed you for some time now and normally really enjoy the podcasts. Uh-oh. Um, but I have to say, Sunday's oh. one was in a different class. And while it was nearly mm. two hours long, it was one of the quickest two hours I've spent. Ooh. As someone who's been totally blind for around 40 years since my childhood, but not really engaging in the blind world and who has very few blind friends, I find myself enthralled by Sunday's discussion. I'm also a stand-up comedian and after-dinner speaker, and many of my tales are around my experiences as a blind person and include some of the subjects you discussed on Sunday, especially around the one around feeling faces. Mm-hmm. Whilst I do enjoy tech, I'm far from being competent with it, but for me, as long as I can get it to do what I need, I'm happy. I'm also into keep fit, and when you mentioned the part about you blind people being amazing... I almost fell off my seat <laughs> because I've, if I had a pound for every time I've heard this, I would amazing. be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, aren't we all just amazing? We are super. And of course, inspirational with a capital I. And mm-hmm. brave with a capital and B. Capital B, yeah. I do what I do because I want to and not to prove anything uh, to do with my sight. And I do think that often sighted folks think it is amazing and we only do things to show we can and to prove something. I really don't care what others think. So long as I'm getting on with things and living my life how I want, then I'm happy. And I don't feel I have anything to prove to anyone. The other quote that often makes me cringe is, I don't know what I'd do if I lost my sight. I couldn't cope. Well, it's funny because as far as I can see, you have no real choice in the matter. So I've no idea what they would do. I don't say this flippantly, as I know many people do really struggle with sight loss, but thanks to RNIB and other charities, there is a lot of support and advice out there. The one real issue I use, uh, to, used to have was uh, that no one really believed blind people worked. I was once invited to a very uh, posh corporate burn supper where everything was paid for, including taxis there and back. And on the way home, my taxi driver asked me, why were you at such a posh do? So I told him, well, I run my own software firm and we installed our stock-taking software in all of the company's European locations and networked them all in such a way they can be monitored centrally in a contract worth around £5 million. <laughs> this was in the late 90s and I had no idea what I was talking about, but I did know slightly more than the taxi driver. <laughs> oh, well done. Well played. Absolutely brilliant. I've got to say that. That is absolutely nice. brilliant. I was Thank about to ask him for a job. I know. Yeah, uh-huh. me too. Uh-huh. Um, Gary also writes in Hi guys, first of all, once again, thank you again for an absolutely brilliant podcast I want to start off with a few questions Stephen, I wanted to know where you, when you put the songs 
when you put in the songs, when you introduce the rest of the team, how do you do that? Because it seems like it's done in real time and not edited in via Audacity. What, you think this show is made up later in post? You think that that's <laughs> the edit? Uh, well, no, you're absolutely right. I don't do that. Uh, he says, I would imagine that it is something like cards on radio station software, but can't think for the life of me how you implement it with Audacity. Well, look, I, maybe I'll do a teardown someday of the studio and how I do all this, but ultimately... I'm using a, a piece of software on the Mac called Farago. Don't ask me how to spell it. Far-ago. There you go. Uh, well, and, uh, that wasn't yeah, too I, hard, I, was it, Steve? I like to help, exactly. Uh, but it's a great piece of software, very accessible. And it's a hotkey player. You can add sets of banks of different ones. So you can have, like, I've got a set for double tap and a set for, well, I used to have a set for tech top. I had to delete that. Oh, oh. five, four. Ah, so the old days. <laughs> but yeah, um... <laughs> And I've now got a set, obviously, for, for Blind Guy. I've got one for the weekend edition, one for the daily shows and all that stuff. And, it, and it's it's basically all in there. And then you can implement, you can actually put the, the individual little pieces of music in. It copies them into the program. And then you can move them around and actually it will let you move the them around and tell you which key is associated with. Not that it makes any difference to me at all, because <laughs> I can never remember. Still find a way to hit the wrong key. Yeah. Hang on, I've just hit that one. That's the right do. one. <laughs> that was the right one. Um, also, uh, he asks, uh, do you read Braille when you read out the emails? You read incredibly well and fast. Normally people who read Braille are quite a bit slower. Yes. No, it's a benefit <laughs> cheat. <laughs> exactly, that's right. See, he's, he's, above. he's using his vision. Yes. I'm using my so you, eyes, yeah, unfortunately, for this. Yeah, 100 cheat. point print on a teleprompting app, which, you know, I've got to say is a very good app. Uh, and the iPad Pro screen is, is brilliant. So it does allow me to do this with the, the white text on the black background, which is cool. Um, so uh, a question for Sean. I am also an avid Audacity user, but I hate the way it fades out. Starts fading nice and slow, but the further the fade gets, the faster it fades, which makes it sound like it's got off in the end, uh, or gone off in the end. The studio fade out does the same thing. Is there some sort of plug in that is better for fading out? Sean? No, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It does well, seem to fade, right? trail off, yeah, but it, exactly grab more audio, but still it can be a little bit sharp. Now, I've, I did, mm -hmm. I thought the studio fade actually was a little bit more subtle, but. Um, no, <laughs> short answer is I haven't found a new one. I do just use the standard fade out. I just grab uh, a, a little bit more audio. Um, actually, I usually run the fade twice. So uh, I quite Ooh. like it when, it when it fades out quite quickly. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, now, uh, he goes on to say, uh, regarding the conversation about feeling people's faces, I'm personally not comfortable with it. Sometimes people want me to do it because they think they're doing me a favour. Uh, when I meet someone, I will generally shake someone's hand and put my left hand on his shoulder just to gauge his size and how tall he is. I do the same when it's a lady, except I will... Oh, hey. God. Good luck. <laughs> I'm intrigued. By yeah, I know. It's, I didn't even do this one, right. I do the same when it's a lady, except I will extend my hand around her back if I can <gasps> give her a slight hug and just check the length of her hair. Oh, my goodness me. That's mm. a bit... Oh, my That's a bit forward. To be honest, though, oh my. I'm a massive hey? hugger. But it has to be Aww. in the right context. You wouldn't do that with a, you know, a stranger. It's not or a stranger, stranger, no. So I'm really intrigued what the... The more vision I've lost and now that I, I don't really see anything, it, it is a, a hindrance when you are a massive hugger like that because, yeah, I'm a big hugger too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't hug nearly as much as I used to. Even people that, like, the only people you would, like you said, Sal, would be, you know, people that you know really, really well or, or whatever. But even then... I'm just nervous I'm going to bowl him over, you know. I'm a two-cheek kisser as well. He, he does say here, sexist, eh? <laughs> Lol. So maybe there's a bit of a joke going on here. I, I, oh, I okay. don't know about it, but we'll see. Uh, but anyway, he says, I do blame movies for all these type of things movies dictate to society. In every movie with a blind person in it, the blind people are made to look so helpless and dependent mm. on others. For example, in a movie, you always see a blind person counting their steps. I don't know of any blind people counting steps when they walk. Depending on people's orientation, some people I know use their hands to feel along chairs and walls. In a movie, they make it seem so difficult to be blind. And unfortunately, that sets a precedent to sighted society. Now, I don't want to step on any toes here, and I know you guys don't necessarily like saying this, but I think you guys are doing remarkably well, considering you, can, you could see and became blind later in life. It's far harder to know one thing and then having to readapt mm. and relearn everything. So hats off to you guys. On the issue of help from people, personally, if I cross a road or something that I know, 
and somebody wants to help me, I don't mind. I've got nothing to prove by saying I don't need the help and possibly offending them, so I will generally let them help, even if I don't need it. And if I feel or they feel they've done a good deed for the day, then good for them. But it also depends on how they approach me and what they do. I saw a blind person get all upset with a guy who wanted to help him one day and carrying on about he didn't need any help and he can do things by himself. Needless to say, the guy who wanted to help was pretty put out. Yeah. And next time they might be a blind person who really does need the help and that guy won't stop to help him because he might think that blind people in general have a bad attitude because of this one guy. So I'm always careful with how I treat people. Politeness costs nothing. I don't want to take up any more time. Keep up the good work uh, and I'll be listening all the way. Regards, Gary. That's a excellent point. There's a lot of points in that. Mm, there is. And unfortunately, we don't have time to get to all of them because no. I really do need to get out. But listen, just one more email from uh, Negative Julian. He says, <laughs> hello, everyone. Thanks for reading my email last week. I'm sure that you want to be moving away from this subject, but I want to contribute just a couple of experiences from which I learned. First, I believe the military refer to friendly fire events as blue-on-blue -blue incidents. This was my blue-on-blue -blue blind incident. <laughs> a few years ago, I was attending a clinic at my local hospital. Nothing to do with sight, just an annual checkup for another chronic problem. This had gone well and all okay, see you next year. I had passed through the waiting room and was sitting in the small reception area by the front door of this clinic waiting to be picked up by hospital transport. I don't know how this works in your area, but here it is mostly done by volunteers. Splendid people, but not to be rushed. And I had been sitting in the reception area for the better part of an hour bored out of my mind. As a result of this, I had inadvertently allowed my white cane to slump from a vertical position to diagonal, partially blocking the pathway between where I was sitting and the reception desk. I half-registered someone walking my way, but took no notice until my cane was almost kicked out of my hand and a male voice uttered an expletive. I instantly realised this had been my fault and apologised, but was met with a torrent of abuse. Early on, in which was the classic line, "'Can't you see I'm blind?' This was an obvious reply to that. Uh, there was an obvious reply to that, and the receptionist did start to say, well, actually, he's... But I held up my palm to her as a sign to hush, and she did. So I sat there apologising whilst being given a torrent of abuse about sighted people and how they should be more careful and considerate around blind people. Then he stalked off, obviously still in a foul mood, and never having realised what he'd walked into. Interestingly, I had not heard another cane, and certainly there was no dog, so it is possible that I had actually had worse eyesight than he did. I learnt two things from this. One, better cane decorum. It had been my fault. Two, never to treat anyone else like that. Most incidents are caused by inattention or ignorance. Most people are mortified that they might have caused you harm. If you're nice to them about it, they're generally relieved to be forgotten, forgiven. And, I may hope, will be a little bit more careful next time. That was my blue-on-blue, blind-on-blind incident. <laughs> Secondly, my see-the-funny-side incident. I live in one of these places that is either a very small town or a very large village, depending on your point of view. Either way, we have limited shopping choices, so when I wanted a few supplies, I walked down to our local co-op, what Tim might call the local convenience store. I'm a regular, so there's no surprise that I'm almost as soon as I walk through the door, the cashier announced over the tannoy, can someone help Julian, please? That's another thing. Isn't it hard to merge into the crowd when you're blind? Well, quite quickly, a woman appears beside me and says, can I help? Not a voice I recognise. Probably someone new or providing cover from another store. Anyway, I say, yes, please, and hold up my hand, hoping to be offered her elbow, but instead she walks forward and grabs the end of my cane and starts leading oh, me around no. like I'm a dog on a lead. <laughs> this was a new one for me. Obviously, I should have said, no, that's not the way you're supposed to do it. Instead, consumed by a spirit of mischievousness, I chose in the middle of a crowded store to loudly declare, ooh, she's dragging me around by my tool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Possibly silly. I should have thought that through a bit more. Have you ever Possibly. heard a place suddenly go really quiet? Well, she dropped the cane and instead said, follow me. <laughs> this had some right. obvious disadvantages, so I said, OK, keep talking and I'll follow your voice. Yes, I know I should have told her how to do it properly, but I was in a bit of a funny mood that day. Anyway, we collected most of the things I wanted and we were heading to the tills when my new female friend suddenly stopped and declared, I'm intrigued by how this works. And I felt the end of my cane being lifted up again and could tell that now she was spinning around the ball on the end. <laughs> at this point, oh, I loudly declared to the it. store no. at large, oh, now she's playing with my... Well, I'll let you guess how I made oh. that sentence. Was she a well, member of the public? 
Uh, it was the obvious, she says. Yeah, she was uh, working there. Surprise, surprising I did not get banned. Moral of the story, see the funny side. Yes, she yes. was doing it all wrong. Some sensitive souls might even say she was being abusive. But honestly, I was practically falling to the floor laughing. <laughs> In a way, it was refreshing to meet someone so openly curious. I certainly didn't want her to get into any trouble. Probably lessons in how not to do it, but it's good to it's good to share. Regards, negative Julian. Uh, Julian, that is oh, such that a brilliant, brilliant email. Thank Hilarious, you for, Julian. Uh, from thank now you, on. Julian. Thank you to great. everybody for your emails this week, and thank you for your comments. Keep them coming. We'll give you the details, of course, on how to do that. You can email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Leave us a voicemail on that number, 0204-571-3354. I'll let her sing it because I cannot. But yes, 0204-571-3354. That is the number. Uh, leave us a voicemail on it. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, as always, guys, thank you all for being on with us this week. Um, it's been a lot of fun again. And uh, I look forward to doing again uh, this again next week. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.